Stones of Strength podcast, an audio platform upon which we will endeavor to centralize and showcase stories and information related to the lifting of historical and non-historical stones and the ongoing development and re-emergence of stone lifting culture. Welcome to episode six of the Stones of Strength podcast. So before we jump into the episode with the legendary Brett Nichols, we wanted to make sure that we gave a shout out to some of the upcoming events, as well as cover some of the events that have happened since we recorded the episode. So Full disclosure, we recorded this episode with Brett a couple of weeks ago, but unfortunately, life circumstances, many of which were attributable to you know kids going back to school, bringing home illnesses and just other things, injuries, event planning, uh, it prevented us from being able to record this pre this this intro. So um, a lot has happened since we recorded this with Brett, and so we want to make sure that we we uh, we cover those events. Um, so the first one is actually one that's upcoming. If you're catching this episode when it releases. On September 23rd, there's an amazing event going on at the Honister Slate Mine in the UK called King of the Steens, and it's a a fully stone-based strength event. Uh, There's five events, so one being stone to shoulder, one is a ring-based stone carry of the fleet with stones, which are similar to the nickel stones, which you'll hear a lot about in this episode. There's a a block-pressed ladder. There's a lift of the Buttermere Stone, and then there's a five-stone run with a huge circular slate platform. And if you head on over to the King of... So King underscore O the, O-T-H-E underscore Steens, which is S-T-Y-A-N-S, Instagram, you'll see some videos of them testing the implements for the event. And the implements look amazing. The setting is pretty epic. It's crazy. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the video and the coverage of this event uh, as it's happening after it's completed. So on to events that have been completed since we recorded the episode. So a really big shout out to the Columbus Oktoberfest, which one of the organizers was uh, a previous guest, Sean Urquhart. Um, So it was, you know, Oktoberfest, which many of you know is centered around great food, great beer, uh, and a huge gathering. Um, And then there was also a strongman component to it. So there was a strongman event also featuring the Steinborn lift, which, if you know what that is, it's essentially a deadlift from the depths of hell. And uh, if you want to see more videos on the uh, the Steinborn lifting that happened, some of the other strength events, or even just general coverage from from the uh, Columbus Oktoberfest, which there was droves of people watching the Strongman events. It looked like such an incredible atmosphere. The crowd looked insane. Yeah. Like it was as wild as I've ever it seen. It looked like a concert. But yeah, it, was, it, yeah, it, it, <laughs> exactly. looked, it looked awesome. Yeah. Um, head over to Sean Urquhart's Facebook, or Facebook. Head over to Sean Urquhart's Instagram page to find more info and uh, videos on that event. On the note of previous guests, Ryan Stewart has returned back from a trip to the Basque Country where he is the first North American to compete in the Basque Country stone lifting, and it looks incredible. So go over to his page, Stu Squatch, to check out some videos from that. We really hope to have him on in the coming months and just discuss about that trip because it looked like an incredible, incredible opportunity. And I think there's so much that we could all learn from Ryan having talked to him about that experience. Yeah, he was even rubbing shoulders with Basque stone lifting royalty. So yeah, he check was. Out his page for super, yeah. super cool. And, yeah. and well deserved, Ryan. So congrats, yeah, man. Absolutely. I want to touch on our Modern Stones of Strength map. That is, you can see a link to that in the bio of our Stones of Strength podcast Instagram page. So we're up to 40 stones from a bunch of countries. Uh, People keep adding it and and it's fantastic. So you can reach out to us through the Instagram page. We can give you information on how to send it all in. Uh, You know, for example, Jamie Gorian is setting up the, the 
I'm sorry if I pronounce it wrong, Jamie. My Canadian accent doesn't necessarily do great with some of the Scottish English words, but the Ochil or Ochil stone loop. So he's making a modern stone loop. And uh, we've got that up there. We've got a number of ones from the States. We've got more from Canada. And one from the, the border between Belgium and Netherlands. And mm-hmm. this one is, this one actually blew my mind away. I When I got the message from Slok Chiara, uh, that's his Instagram page, it just blew my mind. And, and it kind of epitomizes the, the concept of the ongoing history of modern stone lifting. And so I hope I don't butcher any of this, but... It's basically on the border from Belgium and Netherlands, and it's where there was a battle in the Second World War. And it's actually on the battleground, and he's making it a tribute to the warriors that fought there, and it's called the Diablo Stone. And it kind of hit extra hard because apparently they called the Canadians the White Devils. And and being Canadian, it's really cool to see somebody kind of translating what they called our countrymen that fought so hard in the war into a modern stone uh, for people to lift. And obviously it's not just about the Canadian soldiers and I don't mean to make it sound that way, but just the whole picture of what, what Slock is doing is incredible. Um, my understanding to date from the air of this episode, nobody has lifted it yet. There's been a number of people that have tried. Uh, so check it out on our stone lifting map and his Instagram page is Slock Chiara and there's much more information on that and it just looks very very cool yeah and there's also a book too so you, you lift the stone you get your name in the book and yeah sort of to build on what david said like this is an area where as kids on a date called remembrance day where we take time to honor remember the fallen soldiers from from previous wars that have you know uh, represented canada and, and made you know the ultimate sacrifice uh we always recited a poem called in flanders fields the site where this stone is now held is very near to Flanders Fields where nearly 4,000 um, young, brave Canadians lost their lives. So it's just, it's a very touching tribute and uh, one that we are now essentially uh, honor bound to go and try at no some kidding. point. So Yeah, we, yeah. we wear, as Canadians on Remembrance Day, which is November 11th, we actually wear, you know, probably for the couple weeks leading up poppies, which is one of the flowers that grows there and we wear it on our chest over our heart. So it's... Uh, well done, Slock. Yeah, very, very cool, man. Um, the McGregor Stonelifting Games, the, the the ladies' games, just finished their third one. That was run by Jamie Gorian. Uh, Jamie seems to be the kind of guy that does a great job of everything he does. The posts that I've seen about this look fantastic. And I just think it's really cool what he's done. He, he wanted to take the opportunity to run a, a ladies-specific event just to showcase the strength that some of the women have out there with lifting stones and... I couldn't agree more. Um, we just had one of our events. We can touch on that shortly. But mm-hmm. one of our friends, like there was many strong women there. Uh, our friend Sarah, though, in particular, just had an, un- the best lift of the day was by Sarah. Yeah. And it was just incredible. Um, but we'll touch on that shortly. And the event that David's referring to, we called a gathering. Um, not to be confused with the gathering, which also just happened. And uh, something really interesting for anybody who wants to dig further into this incredible world of stone lifting. Martins, Lisi's, and Romark Weiss filmed an awesome episode of Strength Unknown, which is a, a series on Martins' YouTube page, where they actually not only went to the gathering, uh, at which event Romark Weiss lifted the Dinny Stones, became a successful Dinny Stone lifter. Well they also did a, a small Scottish uh, stone tour with you know, some, some local Scottish strength legends. A lot of the strong boys got out there and there was uh, an incredible showing of strength, especially 
with the number of shoulders of the Ardvalik that happened on that day when the film crew was there. So I'm not going to spoil anything. We covered uh, a lot of what happened uh, at, uh, at the gathering during this episode, uh, but go check out that Strength Unknown episode if you want to take a look at what happened uh, during that, uh, that stone tour as well as the event. Um, really, really want to give a very heartfelt thank you to Alyssa Aegis. Uh, she is an author. She just had a book come old, pardon me, come out called The Secrets of Giants. I've ordered it on Amazon. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but Alyssa is a fantastic woman. She's a very intelligent lady, and she is the one that actually wrote the GQ article called... Um, the quest to pick up the lost lifting stones of Ireland. And that is about another previous guest, David Keown. It is a very good read. She did right by all of us as, as far as we're concerned. And she also very, very kindly gave a shout out to uh, Ryan Stewart's uh, Utah Stones of Strength, as well as the Edmonton Stones of Strength. So for us, when, you know, Edmonton Stones of Strength was just an idea a year and a half ago, and to go from a an idea to being written about in GQ magazine is just bizarre and humbling and fantastic. And that, that being said, the irony is not lost on me about being mentioned in a magazine called gentleman's quarterly for being a knucklehead that lifts big rocks. Yeah, so. It's very true. It's very, <laughs> no. very true. But she, I mean, she the hero of that story is David, David Kilwin, who his story, if you don't know yet, so you can, Revisit our previous episode. Uh, it would have been episode three where we talked to David Cohen. There was also a really cool episode that just came out with him uh, on, a, on an Irish podcast host um, channel called Spirit Box, where David talks about his stone lifting uh, journey and, and the journey to rediscover Ireland's lost history of stone lifting, as well as some of the sort of spiritual um, connotations to some of the stones. Um, and uh, he actually, speaking about David Cohen, I mean, for those of you who aren't following his journey, it is not over. It is just ramping up. There's a couple of pretty amazing stones that he's going to visit on October 7th um, that I'm very excited to see sort of the, the, the unveiling of. So head on over and, and check out his page and give him a follow over at Indiana Stones. Speaking of David Keown, a gentleman by the name of Warren, uh, who's Irish Feats of Strength on Instagram. Uh, this is a guy that has gone down and met David and they actually helped him find or rediscover one of the stones in Ireland and his wife Jess. They came over from Ontario for our event, a gathering. Uh, they were two of five people that came over from Ontario to Alberta, mm -hmm. including Bex Innes, Zach McGuire, and his wife Chels. And for those of you that don't know, his Canada is very big from where they flew to where we are is about 2,700 kilometers or 1600 or 1700 pardon me a miles. small journey yeah. a small journey which is <laughs> which is crazy for us like we yeah. as mentioned before the Edmonton Stones of Strength was just an idea a year and a half ago and now we've had our second event we have so many strong athletes and great people locally that have come out to it and we've had five people travel from across the country for this event and the day was just fantastic as far as I'm concerned it was a massive success yeah just so many positive, positive people. There was no winner. There was no loser. There was no prizes. It was you versus the stone, just doing the best you could. I think almost everybody there hit a PR, yeah. which is fantastic. And everyone was super, super supportive. So to everybody near and far that came for that event, thank you. Yeah. 
And speaking of event attendees, uh, Zach, the Brute McGuire, the first person to lift a fairly, you know, grueling 385-pound stone, which, you know, grueling is right up his alley. Um, <laughs> being is. the first person to lift that stone, which was recently found, uh, we named it after Zach, so... Well-deserved, Zach. He, he's been a huge supporter of our Edmonton Stones of Strength, a huge advocate for stone lifting, and he, he's a gentleman, and it's always a pleasure to see him. So thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it was an incredibly amazing and humbling event. And so speaking of humble and amazing, um, our guest on this episode is the one and only Brett Nichols. He is someone who is a, a community connector. He's an event host. He's a passionate and proud Scotsman. He's someone who is making strength history, not only based on his own physical prowess and capabilities, which have resulted in him lifting the Denny Stones over 497 times, but he's also the man who has created the Nickel Stones, which is a, a feat of strength that is now, you know, it's, it's a ringed stone walk that is being featured on the most prominent strength competition stage in the world, being Giants Live. Um, he's just a kind and a, a genuine human being. I know that, you know, he was a huge part of David's journey and experience lifting the Denny Stones, he was, as he yeah. was with dozens and dozens and dozens of other people. And speaking of strength unknown, you know, there's a very special shout out given to Brett at the end of that episode because he had such a huge impact on not only Martine's trip to Scotland, but also in Romark's training leading up to a successful Denny lift. So he's just a very, very special person. Uh, and we we're very, very happy to be able to chat with him and, and help share his story because it's a very, very important one. So without further ado, our guest, Mr. Brett Nickel. Well, Brett Nickel, welcome to the Stones of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Oh, amazing. No problem at all. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's start uh, start from the, be- the beginning. If you could kind of give us your, your intro into strength sports and when you first became aware of the Denny Stones and kind of give us a couple of snapshots as we progress to today where you are the most prolific Denny Stone lifter in history as well as the steward sort of in charge of, of taking care of the Denny Stones. Right. Okay. Right. So when I was like 13, 14 years old, I actually used to do archery in Scotland, right? And there was a guy that ran the archery. His name was Sid Strachan, right? Now, he was a guy back in the 70s that crossed the bridge with a guy's harness holding the Denny Stones, right? can't remember the name of the guy, Bill Sumdeon. I can't remember. But he he carried him across the bridge. And Sid was a guy that also ran about Jack Cedar that, that lifted the Denny Stones as well. And I kind of knew about them then because my father had said to me, look, that guy lifted famous stones. But you're young and you're just like, oh, whatever, a couple yeah. of stones, who keep them, right? So I did that and I asked him about it. I just said, my dad said he lifted two famous stones. But to be fair to you lads, he was very reserved about it. He went, aye, all they'll do is break your back. That's all he said to me, right? <laughs> so I was like, all right, fair enough. And then... I always used to watch strength stuff with my dad because my dad was uh, a silver medalist at a European level at Shotokan Karate, right? Oh, okay. So my dad and, and my uncle boxed and my granddad boxed. And so we all liked that kind of atmosphere in the house, you know, Strongman, Jeff Gates, all that sort of thing. So I've always, I've always watched it, but the whole thing about the strength thing back in my day was that there was not such a thing as an 80 kilogram weight class in a 90 or 100. They were just massive men. So mm-hmm. 
not one point in your life when you were when I was younger did you think about doing that because you were too small, right? So I used to watch it, and then I actually worked for a guy, and we were passing in Patak one day, and I was about seventeen, and he goes, "Oh, that's a famous Danish stones." And I was like, oh, I've heard about them when I was younger. So we jumped out of the van and we went over and they were just sitting outside the hotel. And Colin lifted a big one with two hands, which was pretty impressive, to be honest with you. But I managed to lift a little one with one hand, right? And I was wow. the only guy, four guys that was there could do that. And, and I was only, oh Christ, 10 stone, right, at that time. I'm not joking, I was tiny because I, I matured. I was a late maturer, believe it or not in my 20s before I started growing properly. So I lifted it then and, like, the guy was like, holy shit, you did that with one hand. I was like, really? <laughs> I just didn't really think about it, lads, because I didn't, at that time, they were known in my area, but not to the extent they are now. And then it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I had a friend that actually lifted them. And uh, that got my head going because I seen his lift and all that and I was like... Yeah, and, and I remember going to the hotel and I, I picked up the big one, Nate Baller, with two hands and a little one again. I did it with one hand. And I just, that planted the seed. I was like, right. But at that time, lads, people were doing it with straps, right? Mm, okay. As well as, like, a hook grip. So I did my first lift them in 2008 with straps, which wasn't the easiest of lift either. Okay, it's on YouTube. It certainly wasn't... The dates are wrong on YouTube, by the way, because it was posted after the fact, right? So, uh, it wasn't a really good lift to be, it was oh, it was okay, right? But then my friend said to me after I did that, he goes, look, Brett, it's amazing what you did, but the real way to do it is without straps. And I was like, all right, okay. But to be fair to you lads, it didn't, it only took me three and a half, four weeks to get to that point without straps. Wow. Because, no, but it was because out here, I had a, a an old fifty sixer ring, right from a fifty sixer, and it was and it had been cut off a fifty sixer. So I just attached that to rope and started like doing a hook grip like this. And I will be honest with you, it was Jim and Jack Shanks's picture that I seen, right? I seen Jack Shanks's hook grip on the picture, right? And my mate said, "Oh, you've got a DS grip and all that." So. But I couldn't, I couldn't do that one like that. I just couldn't do it. You know how we touch a finger in? That's right. I just Because I've always had big hands, it just never suited me that at all. So I just went to that, you know, like a normal hook grip, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that. Absolutely. It's always given me well. And that's when I started lifting them, believe it or not, lads. And I, I did it, oh, God. I did it, like, the first few times I did it, it's, it's crazy, this, right? I did it, and I was like, yeah, amazing. And I didn't even film it, right? Because it was just one of those splendid moments. I was out with my missus and my wee son and his little buggy. I goes, I'm going to try it now. And I managed to do it, right? My missus was like, that was it? I goes, do you know something, lads? It was amazing. Because that feeling I've never had since then, but it was just that feeling of all of a sudden a weight in your hands, right? Like your whole body just... Boom! It was like, oh, that was heavy, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's, it's almost like when I used to box. Whenever you hurt somebody good, you never felt like you hurt them, you know, because you went through them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, because I when I used to knock people down in the gym, and I was like, 
How did I do that? I didn't even hit you. Ken, but the powers through, and that was a bit like that with Denny Stones. That when I picked it up for the first time in a hoop grip, it was just like, poof. oh man. But then after that, I don't know, lads, I just started lifting him more and more because friends, because everybody in my area found out about it. They're like, oh, I heard you lifted Denny Stones out start. So I was like, yeah. So I did it in front of them. And the goal was never to go where I am now. No yeah, chance. Right. To be fair to you, lads, it was just one of those things. Eh? And you just, I just kept lifting them and people would turn up to lift them and I'd lift them in front of them. Just what's happening now, basically. Right? So that's pretty much it, really. Right? How, how early... Because they're, they're such a big deal now and obviously, you know, gl- global fame and our toad as being one of the original most significant tests of strength um how early in the days was that when you first started started lifting them like how many recorded lifters were there at that time there was when i lifted the dinner stones with bare hands i was number 34 mm. wow wow yeah so there'd only been 34 men before me recorded since the 50s well since they were found really right which Quite astonishing, really, because I mean, there was other guys in front of me, but not. I mean, apart from like, because the first time I lifted my straps, I was only about twelve stone, right? Twelve and a half stone. And what would that be in kilograms, Brett? Sorry. Uh, Eighty something, I think. Okay. Would it? Yeah, that's pretty light. That's light to be lifting that much weight. Yeah, no, but I used to box at middleweight. Right. Like so, one hundred and sixty-eight pounds or something like that. 170 pounds. Right. So I think I'm not great with kilograms and pounds. No, no that's fair enough. I'm not great at conversions yeah. either. Yeah. So, and, but the thing is, once I started getting not bad at it, I still lifted them as easy back then as I do now, right? Once right. I got the method sorted, right? Well, you make it's it look just, effortless. It's almost hilarious. It's like you change gravity or something when you grab those things and lift them because it's just. <laughs> You have it in the perfect slot, and they just fly up. I remember when we went down and we saw you was all or met you was almost a year ago, and you yep. walked up in front of everyone, and we got introduced, and it was so good to meet you in person. You just walked up to the Denny Stones and just lifted them up, and you go, "There you go, that's all you got to do." And you made it just yep. look so. You made whole. First of all, you made the whole experience very welcoming, but you also just yep. have so much strength, and you were just dialed into those those stones. It's amazing to see. Well, the thing is, it it's weird because. Uh, without sounding too like I'm not big head or anything, but no, you're not. When I'm on when I'm on point, I, d- I actually don't feel them in my hands. Mm. Never have. It really does feel like there's nothing there. I know, like I know I'm moving weight, but if you were to tell me it was 330 kilos, I'd have laughed at you. Right. It just doesn't feel like that at all. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I've I've deadlifted. 180 kilos, it feels 10 times worse, right. right? I'm just, I think, in that position, I've done it for so long, it's almost like muscle memory. Yeah, well, it's right? exactly where, that's exactly right. Your nervous yeah. system is just dialed into them. Oh, well, I bought in games this year in front of Romark and that. It was pretty, I didn't think, because I'd been out on a stone tour. I'd left my house at 6 o'clock in the morning and I never got back till half past 2 the next morning, oh. Right. And then I had to meet Romark down at the Denny's at half past eight to load the Denny's up. And he wanted me to film me lifting him onto the trailer myself, mm-hmm. right? 
And then we went up to Aboyne Games and then I did 15 lifts up at Aboyne Games in front of them, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. But the lifts that I did at Aboyne Games, the reps were, I, I would say it's the best lifting I've ever done. Don't ask me how, because I was tired, yeah. right? And when I went to go to lift them, I was like, oh my God. And I'll tell you one thing right now, lads. I know the minute I stand over them and touch that ring, if it's going to happen, I know. And you might think, look, has it ever failed? I've failed at the Nissan's, I've failed it twice at gatherings, right? Just yeah. the nerves, sure. the occasion, yeah. like, oh shit, not thinking what I'm doing. So I love the fact that I can, I'm able to be there when people are lifting. Yeah. Because I would actually generally say, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, all the lifters, I would say at least a hundred lifters would have failed if I hadn't been there. Right. Easy. Yeah, yeah, I no believe. Yeah. yeah, but and actually, to your point, talking about how sort of as soon as you grab those rings and start lifting, you know whether or not they're going to go up. That was something that I really respected when David was there lifting. There was a couple of other people that were making attempts that weren't able to get them, and you knew right off the bat based on their foot position or when they started to pull whether or not it was going to go up, and you would step in and stop them if you didn't think that it was going to go up because you didn't want them to fatigue their body or hurt themselves because they had other opportunities to try. So it wasn't you know from the place of discouraging them. is that you know those stones and how they should be moving well enough to be able to intervene early to stop someone from doing something that might uh, not go their way or, or end up you know fatiguing them so they can't take another crack at them. So... Well, I've seen so many injuries, boys, with these stones. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've witnessed horrific injuries, yeah. right, at them, right? And not just, I mean, I've it's, I, I once seen a guy, before they were locked up and chained up, and I don't even know where the guy was from, right? He couldn't speak English, and he tried to do a side-by-side, -side and he tore his lap, oh. right? Mm. But he went like that, he went, oh, I can't, even, oh, my side, my side. And I was like, and I... This is when they used to be sitting on their own. Right, yeah. And I was like, you okay? I, I, I said to him, you okay? He goes, no, something's happened, something's happened. And I found out about a year later that he'd actually tore his lad. Right? <sighs> so, and the thing is, that's why, you know, kind of state the importance of trying to train for these things properly as well. Mm -hmm. You know, even straddle side by side. It's not a, it's not a something you should miss. I mean, the great thing is nowadays... People train in a gym, right? It's mm -hmm. and sometimes it frustrates me. The only frustration I get is sometimes when people say, "Oh, I only touch the pins twice," right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, but you've been in a gym, or you've got twenty years powerlifting experience, yeah. or you've got ten as a strongman. I mean, like the guys that I knew back in my day, they were just working men. Mm -hmm. right. go to a gym. I mean, I never touched. A thing in my life, but I'm not saying Brett, you're a hero. I'm not, but I'm saying it's different times we're in just now with people in gym equipment and stuff like that. You know, you, you can the pins will be awkward, but if you've got a good gym strength, mm -hmm. there's a, a good high possible chance you're going to nail the pins. You know what I mean? If you get your hands on the pins, there's no doubt about that. And I, and I think that's something we kind of touched on in our last episode about how the stonelifting community is a lot of very humble people like this is not a place for braggarts and i think a lot of people need to keep those things in context when you're talking about lifting historical stones and using that from a place with which you're comparing yourself to the capabilities of people from generations and generations and generations ago you're comparing apples to oranges 
You're comparing the lives of people who were, who, who were farmers or fighters. They were working people, testing themselves with the strength that they had accumulated in their daily routines versus someone who has proper nutrition, is getting proper sleep. Lifting historical stones is not a way to tell if you are as good or better than the people of the past. It's a way to just test yourself within the context of oh, your life and your capabilities, right? That's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, as much as the tennis is getting done by a lot of people now, people don't seem to realise, like I said a, a couple of minutes ago, if I hadn't been there for some of these lifts, they would have failed miserably. Mm-hmm. So it's, part of me likes to help people, but then you also need failures too because it lets you realise it's still a hard challenge. Yeah, right? yeah. it sure I mean, is a hard challenge. I mean, it, it, it's definitely, I mean, in the last like year, year and a half, the, the people that I've seen almost failing it to the people that have absolutely nailed it, it's just the contrast in, in men's sizes and shapes, it's just mind-blowing, right? Yeah. And it definitely shows you that thing, you don't need to be big to be strong. There's no, no idea with that. You, you do know? not. No, you don't, you, and you don't. And and to be fair to you as well, body shapes have nothing to do with body types either. I mean, you've got this whole... You need to be ripped and all this stuff. They can be strong. That, that to me, cannot be farther from the truth if you tried. Agreed. Right? I mean, don't get me wrong, David, right? Having a great physique is a great thing because if, you, if you've got that physique through grit and determination and proper nutrition, you will be a fit guy. When I used to box, I had a physique it would blow anybody away, right? I mean, I got tested for body fat content. I was just under 7%, oh, right? That's lean. Well, Stay ready, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very lean, very, yeah. very lean. I mean, there was nobody in my area like that. And I was fit. I mean, obviously, I'm 51 now. And you have that middle-aged spread. I know that's no excuse, but I like food, lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know when, I, when I used to train when I was younger, it's like, did I eat that, drink that? Can that days are all over, you mm-hmm. know? But... There is no excuse because healthiness is important, yeah. right? But like I say, the Denny's is still a hard challenge no matter what anybody thinks, right? I know there's been a lot of unbelievable lifts lately, but there's also been a lot that people haven't seen right? that are not seen in videos of people failing, sure. right? Yeah. Well, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, you know... If you, if you don't approach them... I mean, obviously, David, you did an unbelievable lift, right? Oh, you're strong. It felt strong, good, yeah. I, I, unbelievable lift. But, I mean, I've seen people just... it's They're so far away from doing it, it's unbelievable, right? And that's great for me and great for the community, great for the Dennis Tones, because it still shows you that's right, yeah. it's a hard challenge. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So just uh, before we, we move on to, we really want to get into the nickel stones and discuss your legacy you're leaving behind. But when when was it that you took over kind of being, I don't know what the proper term would be, but you're kind of, you're almost a steward for the Dinny stones, it seems. And so when did you take that over? Well, I'll tell you what, before it was all, before all this was done, right? Uh, because I've been always, like, without, I've always been able to manhandle them when I'm not under pressure, Right. And they always used to have to get, like, the farmer he's trapped in a trailer to take him up to a boy in Cairns. And I said about, oh, seven, eight years ago, I'll take him up for you. And he goes, I'll get somebody to meet in there. I goes, I'll be daft, I'll take it myself. So I just took down my little trailer. 
So uh, they've always kind of like trusted me with the stones, if you know what I mean. But then when this whole uh, thing turned into like a two-minute thing and you had to be a referee and all that, I think with Barlogia State, it was just a natural choice to ask me to be there and for me to set them up for people if I didn't mind because I do care about what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I do care about in this community that everybody does the right things. I know accidents happen, lads. It does, right? I I hate the witch hunting that goes on in stonelifting. Oh, he broke that or he should have done this and why did he drop it? It's like, listen, health and well-being is the most important thing. I mean, when I lifted a piano the other day, I stumbled backwards and I had to drop it, right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to fall with no stones standing on my chest, right? Yeah. So it goes to the ground. So that's, I mean, I was really, not the steward, but uh, they've always entrusted me to look after them and, like, taking out boy games and then watching everybody because, I mean, that's just... Oh, I think I've been. Oh God! When did I start taking my boy games? Probably two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Okay. From the first start, because I think if I can remember right, they were locked up for a couple of years. I can't remember how long it was, and that was a bit of a pain, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were locked up in a lockup when Batark was getting done up, and then they took him back that time for Stoneland and uncovered them and stuff. But at that time, I couldn't have lifted them anyway because. I don't. I'd broken severely, broke my ankle about a month, three months before that. So I virtually, when Stoneland was at dark, I that was the week I came off my crutches. Okay. So and I had like a bar and ten screws put in my foot and my leg and a plate on the other side. So there was no chance in God's earth that I was going to be lifting anything. No, and I didn't no. lift anything for oh bloody hell, six months after that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's tough, man. Because yeah, that was such a big documentary. I, I know that's what turned me on to the Dinny Stones. And most people, if you talk to them, that was a lot of their first exposure to having seen the Dinny Stones. And it's still fire. I've seen it countless times, and it mm-hmm. still fires me up. It's it was it was well yeah, done. It was, it was good for what it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was good for the people that were involved in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, one last thing before we jump onto the nickel stone. So you are at the precipice of 500 Denny Stone lifts. And I understand that you've got something planned up to sort of commemorate that 500th lift. Yeah, well, as far as I know, we're trying to get something for the 29th of September, right? Because Cerberus look after me and they'd like to come down and film it, make a big deal about it. Yeah, awesome. Because with a way to launch uh, nickel rings... Right, oh, perfect. And yeah. based on the nickel stones because yeah. of the same heights, the same rings. I did get a set, but they weren't quite right. So they're excited about that as well. That that is exciting because the 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 difference between the Dinny rings, pins, and my nickel rings and pins is just it's like a sumo lift, a deadlift, mm-hmm. the same thing, but completely different. Yeah, right. I agree. So and it, and they are like a different pickup, everything. So. No, the 29th, hopefully the 29th of September, right? But do you know something? It's, it's, do you know something? It's just because I've had the opportunity to do it, right? Well, and, you're built for him too, I think. You're, you, yeah. Whatever you've done throughout your life or your your body mechanics or and definitely your hands because you've got giant paws on you, that yeah. the combination 
definitely has come because when you, like I said, and we touched on it, but when you get in that position, you are just dialed. Like it's effortless, man. I I do know, I do know in my head, right? And I've never really thought about this till that one game this year, right? That a gentleman came up to me and said, you really lifted them with one leg, you know, Loon. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, well, it was your left leg you were lifting with. Your right Mm -hmm. leg. But if you actually watch the video... My right leg's involved in my balance, but it's really my left leg is pumping everything. Oh, right, right of course. Yeah, that makes sense. That's your lead yeah. leg. Of course yeah. it would be. Just yeah, so I'm kind of lifting him. It's, I'm not saying large. I'm lifting him on one leg. I'm <laughs> no, no, I didn't, no, no. Every, everyone listening will know what you're talking about. It's But that's yeah. just your technique, and it works so yeah, well. If you watch the video in a boy in games, it's the first time I've ever really noticed that. It's like, yeah, it's all my left leg. In my lower back, sure. I mean, I've never, I've never looked, I've, I've never looked at it like as in I've ever felt endangerment with it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I see some people lifting it, and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to put them down. <laughs> you know, because it just looks like a horrific show with yeah. it. But I mean, don't get me wrong, lads. There's days when I've lifted them and they felt awful. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, we all have those days. Yeah, I mean, and, and and people, and people got to know that it's like okay, when I'm on point, which is probably ninety five percent of the time, yeah, you they feel like nothing, yeah. But then you do, you do look, David, you're a stone lifter, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna know this, right? Some days you can pick up three hundred pounds stone, and it feels like it's nothing, and then you go pick it up a week later, and it's like it doesn't even feel like the same stone. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, that's and that's why, like personally, I have um. You know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the fact that we're doing the modern stones of strength uh, Google Maps thing, so everybody can get their own personal stones added in, and that's why we've asked people to submit videos of them weighing it if they want the weight put in. Because just in that exact point, Brett is some days a 300 pound stone will feel like zero pounds. And some days it'll feel like a ton. Like Dale's just coming off a calf injury and we have a stone that's about 335 or 334, pardon me. And some days Dale picks it up like it weighs zero pounds, but you know, he hasn't been training as much and it probably felt a hundred times as heavy, right? I, I was lifting on Saturday. So it's the first time lifting in about two months just after tearing my calf. And luckily like calf was pain-free, but I was struggling. Yeah. With some stones that used to be, oh. and with this combination, I mean, you know, a, you know, lack of training, um, maybe I hadn't eaten enough, but just, yeah, depending on day to day, things feel wildly different. So when someone says, Oh, this is probably a 350 pound stone. You're like, it could be, could also be 250 and you're just having a shitty day. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I, I got asked a question once from a guy who came up to my house and he goes, he goes, does that feel, I goes, every stone feels heavy to me. Mm-hmm. Every stone. Dennis, except the Dennis stones, right? Now I'm being honest here. But actual <laughs> natural stones, they all feel heavy. It's just that I'm able to pick them up. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've never... Apart from anything under 100 kilos, anything over 100 kilos has got a bit of weight to it, no matter what you do, yeah, right? It's just, unfortunate enough, you can keep going and lift more and more and more. But everybody's, I mean, everybody's got their limits. I've got a limit. I mean, I've got a limit to where I want to be because I'm terrified about hurting myself. Yes. Right? And it's nothing to do with, uh, uh, like, oh, watch what you're doing, boys. Don't hurt yourself. I don't want people off. Yeah. But, you know, I have no need to go any further than what I need to go, right? 
I'm, I'm happy with the stones that I've lifted in my life, the stones that I've lifted in Scotland. I'm happy that I, I can lift the Dinny stones effortlessly like I do. And I'm hoping to leave up a bit of my legacy with that behind me for my kids oh, and yeah, stuff. You already have. Yeah, it's secured. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. And, uh, but like I say, I think, I mean, 300 pounds plus, is, it's a massive stone. It's gigantic. Okay, mm. what anybody says, well, I mean, you get the likes of you, your Jamie Duncans and Andy Crawford's not just now, not big guys, but they're lifting. I mean, Jamie Duncan and Atlas Stones is insane. Yes. And Andy Crawford just now, oh, yeah. Nuts Stones is insane as well. Yeah, you know, amazing. this is 100 kilo. Guys, you boys, David, you're insane. And that the bearded boulder. Yeah, it? Troy. Yeah, Troy. Yeah. I mean that guy is just it's it's you almost question the weights. It's like is it the weight because you're making it look so simple. Yeah. Yeah. We just it's actually. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I was just training with him, Brett. I, I was home for five minutes and turned around, and we I, I dug out a new stone at our site, and we I weighed it. And so I try and document every with a video of every one of our stones so that there's no question. But it's 400.9 pounds. So in kilos, I'm not sure if that's 183 kilos. Maybe I'm a bit off there, 185. But we lifted that today, and, and you talked about finding your limit. I think that was my limit just because the shape. Like my bicep is as sore as it's ever been, but – yeah, because some of them are so challenging with just the shape. It's not even the weight. It's being able to get it oh. around your knees, right? Like this one was so big, but that's the challenge. That's what's fun is it's a puzzle. Like Troy and I train well together because we will break a stone down. Like when you get to those high level ones and we'll, we'll look for every handle, every angle. And you really, the strength puzzle of it is is half the fun, I think. Oh, well, there's no, there's no textbook in lifting natural stones, right? Sure. It's the most Good it's point. the most silliest thing ever for people to say to other people that's not the way you should lift it. Right. Right? Yeah. Because everybody's body's complete. It's like throwing a punch, right? I train a lad that fights, right? And I help him train him pads and all that. There's a certain way he throws a punch that's hard for him. But it's not the way that I'm, I'm a boxing trainer would probably say, Oh no, you need to change that. But it works for him. Sure. He delivers yeah. full power like that, everything's good with it. And it's a bit like Atlas Stone. I mean, some people are amazing at just pulling it right into the lap. I've never been good at that. I've always lifted it and pivoted it over my knees. Right. And I don't know why, but whenever I do that, I've got more strength to go at to the top. Right? Yeah. If I get it right up into my lap, I'm just, I don't seem to get into a position where I feel comfortable. It's like I'm, I suppose it's a bit like lifting the dinner stones. There's a process of doing it. Mm -hmm. Right? And Everybody's different, man, and that's why I, I encourage people to like find their own feet in it, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can advise people, right? You can say, look, if if I was you in your shape, I'd try and do like this. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. You know? I mean, I love what you guys are doing over there, and, and, but I mean, surely you call them testing stones rather than manhood stones. Because they're size. Yeah, yeah like, and they can't be manhood stones. Like that's that's originally I think there's a bit of a at least from my understanding of Peter Martin's work is the title manhood stone basically almost lost its meaning after um after the battle of Culloden because that's when yeah. the pre like the, the Highland way of life went away and the manhood stone was something specifically yeah. to that that 
that culture before. And so that's why when we first got involved, we wanted to think of what she called the Edmonton's manhood stones. And then I, I read Peter Martin's work and I went, we can't. Like historically speaking, manhood stone almost had an end day. So it's a, a testing stone, a it's trial a stone, stone, a stone yeah. of strength. Stone of strength, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Because I know that the manhood stones, they, they, can't, they can't possibly be big stones because it was... 14, 15 year old boys that were mm-hmm. lifting them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's great what you, what everybody's doing. And I just absolutely love the fact everybody's jumping on this. And there's, there's excitement I can feel over here that, Chris, you can go to Canada now and you boys are doing what you're doing and America is doing what they're doing. Yeah. There's all different countries. So if you get an opportunity to go to these countries, you can go and join into their bit that they're trying to create just now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right? I'm, Mind to me, it's mind it, It's got such its popularity, you know, and it is l- the last couple of years, few years, it's just went through the roof. It has, like, yeah. There's just been a cool global awakening, and I think even on David's point that what we're doing is we, we want to make sure we're drawing a very, very distinct line between what we're doing and creating new feats of strength versus trying to overshadow or trying to, you know, <clears throat> misconstrue what we do with historical stones and historical feats of strength. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is, is create new, create a new history for strength and oh. strength and strength sports and stone lifting in our area. But when you talk about creating history now with regards to stones of strength and testing stones, the ones that come to our mind as far as global reach and now new popularity are the nickel stones. What you have done with those nickel stones is absolutely incredible. Can you kind of let us know how you kind of got the idea or you, because right, obviously I'll tell you're familiar. You right now, Sorry, go ahead. Right, I'll tell you what it was, lads, right? I heard it in my head that I was going to walk a Denny Stones across the bridge. I had it in my head. Yeah. I, I dreamt about it. I wake up through the night thinking about it, right? Every minute of the day, there was an, an hour went past when I was like, I'm going to do this. So in my brain, without anybody because I didn't have anybody interfering with me then or trying to tell me what to do. I was quite, like, solitude, I suppose, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. It was all about... So I got them two stones. I actually got my first big nickel stones, but obviously they're so much heavier than day so it's impossible. So in my brain, it was a process, right? I'll make stones that... The, there was nothing to do with the shapes and sizes. It was just to do with the height, right? So I got a stick and... I kind of measured a stone and I got a blacksmith guy to make my rings and all that. And I made that nickel stones to add weight on for me to walk with the dinner stones, right? And for about a year, I persevered, but just like everything else, because of my work and everything else, and I'm not making excuses, I hot a wall, mm-hmm. right? I got to about 175 kilos, 135 and I was getting to about eight or nine feet with that. But then I just couldn't. Every day I'd wake up and I felt like I was hungover, you know, like from alcohol. Oh, and that central nervous system fatigue, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that was happening three or four times a week. I was just like, Phew. I was wide-eyed. And it just, and this went on for, I just couldn't, I couldn't, like, like one time I put 180 on it. I mean, obviously it's a higher pickup mine. Right, mm-hmm. so that helps you as well. I put 108 on it, 140, and I scuffled them. Right, I got like 
oh god say six or seven little steps and I was like yeah I've got this if I just persevere I've got it right so but then this whole thing of waking up feeling disheveled all the time and feeling like I just not crap, but right. Well, that's probably the word I should use. Yeah, feeling yeah. shit. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right? And this happened for about three months, and then, unfortunately, my my missus saw my outside with all the weights on it, and she's she actually said to me, "What are you doing?" I goes, "How?" She goes, "You looked like you were going to wait to fall apart there, and you look <laughs> you look terrible, right? Because my face was bright red and all that." But you know something, lads? I actually needed her to say that to me to give me a realisation that I couldn't do it, Yeah. right? And at what cost would it have come, right? right. Because right. I wasn't managing to progress anymore, right? And to be honest with you, because, like, my uncle, when I was well after I broke my uncle, and I, he's never given a jib, but at a certain weight... It's not that you get jib with my uncle, but it's just a certain weight that your brain tells you that's enough. I don't, yeah. I can't explain. Like it's just like, I suppose it's like when you go into a boxing match and you know you're going to lose. You just nothing can change your mind, right? Yeah. You know this is going to be a beauty tonight. It's a chance I'm going to lose here. Well, that chief lost already, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I, that's for I, sure. I, I, I kind of knew, but then at the time I was quite pally with a guy Charlie did the R Blair Stones. And he used to come to my house and we used to have days here and stuff like that. And then he said to me that he was asked to run the IHGF, right, in Scotland. So he said to me, he goes, Brett, how about using your stones that you trained with for Denny's? Because I'd always still mess about them at home, mm-hmm. even after that. I just Because when you, when you lift like 175, 135, when you cut that right back down again to 138, 114, it feels like nothing, right? right? Hey, yeah, for like, sure. You condition that. That feels like nothing, right? So he asked me if we could use them in that, and that's basically because we use them in that, and it was such a crowd pleaser, right? Eh? Yeah, the crowd were just like wow. And at that time, lads, we let the people in the crowd come up and pick them up. And I mean, okay, one thirty-eight isn't heavy, but to a normal guy in the street and all that, they're just like, I don't know, somebody take it. They're 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 just like I. That's heavy, but they are heavy, right? Yeah. And the thing about nickel stones is they're not the heaviest stones out there. There's no doubt with that. I mean, all of a sudden, there's big stones that are coming in and go one seventies, one fifty, and stuff like that. But I mean, there's only the elite of the elite doing that sort of weight, right? It's not we're 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 coming away from what everybody's trying to get here. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. This this natural the stone lifting uh, community is about you. It's about you, Dale. It's about me. It's about Jamie Duncan. It's about people like that, you know. And I'm not saying the elite of the world because I had Martin Lissis and it was unbelievable to have yeah. him around. That would have been very cool. But that's the elite of the elite, right? That is like big human beings yeah. that yeah. were made to lift really heavy, right? Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's and they are hard. There's I I've actually found other stones that are heavier than mine, and mine are still harder. Yeah. I so I, mean, I felt the same thing, Brett. I've been actually meaning to say that. So, 
Yep. Before we we had ever met, before we came to Scotland in uh, Troy's competition, the strongest Viking, he did a nickel stone walk. Um, yes, and we used the repli- like the exact replica handles, and his stones yep. were actually a little bit heavier than yours. It's just the ones he had, yep. and so yep. you know I'd done those walks a little bit, but and you know maybe it was just because I had just done the dinny stones and I certainly was trying to save some of my energy because we were about to start a stone tour the next day and do I think we did yeah. 12 yeah. stones but I, I when I picked your nickel stones up and I just tried to take a few steps I wasn't going for anything big or anything but they they were far more difficult than heavier stones with the exact same handles I, I couldn't believe well, it yeah and, and do you know something that is by chance I mean all this is by chance that's why it was ace when your brother Deal looked at my little stone for me it was it, I think it was all part of the the, mate, the big plan that your brother was supposed to be there to check that stone for me that's right yeah <laughs> yeah Dale, he's good having a geologist yeah. yeah that's what I mean but it, it's all part of the plan is it I mean I mean I think the nickel stones is ace and people and do you know what the great thing was this year though that I loved I really at the Royal Albert Hall they'd all train for them right everybody had trained for the first time, they, everybody had known well in advance that the nickel stones were going to be there. But a lot of them athletes only go a foot further than what they did before, mm-hmm. right? So they are really difficult. Yes, right? they are. They, I mean, okay, uh, Eddie Williams was unbelievable, right? Yeah. And, but I don't think he'd duplicate it again. God willing, kept him on his feet and his balance. And how he managed to hold on to them and swing about like he did you probably never do that again. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was God willing it kept him on his feet. But to see everybody that had trained for them again still only get is what they did before was ace. It was just, you know, what, it, what it installs is, is they are difficult, right? Oh, yeah. And even if you train for them, if you're not prepared for it and there's something slightly off, they're going to kick your ass. No doubt about it. It's absolutely what you did for, right? I think that's the beautiful balance that you have struck with them. And I think we had talked about it when, when we were at your house. And I guess for some context, after David lifted the Dinny Stones, Brett was kind enough to invite us back to his house to lift the nickel stones and lift some of his other stones. And uh, Brett was concerned uh, about a potential crack in one of the nickel stones. So I got down and had a look just to see if that was something. And I can, you know, I... I, I I can say with confidence that if they're treated respectfully, they should not should not break. I think that's with all stones, right? Treat them with respect. You do your best. You try not to drop them, but treat them with respect. Um, but uh, in that, the the nickel stones are achievable for a strong person that has put in the time and the dedication to be able to stand with them and potentially take a few steps. But the thing that's awesome is that when you see these world class, gigantic humans carry these stones. It becomes a really great spectator event because they have these and, the, you know, the task for them with walking them can last between, you know, five seconds to 30, 40 seconds. And you get to see these people battle their mental, battle their mental demons as they're taking these steps. They, ha- they get a chance to to put them down and take a breath and have another go to, to get the full distance. And you see these men yeah. just dig to the depths of their soul to get steps out of them. And it's maybe not something you get to see when, you know, you have these explosive max strength events. They're really, really grueling. And it really sort of reveals the grit that some of these men have. Grit and pain oh. too. The hands, yeah. we haven't touched on the yeah. rings yet, Brett, but like, I, you know, they hurt. The rings that you put on the, the nickel stones 
hurt a lot. <laughs> you know why? This is crazy, lads. This is no joke, right? <laughs> it, it sounds ironic, but my, my, my father used to say to me when we were younger, some of the knowledge stuff, if you want tough hands, right, put them through pain. Absolutely. Right? If you want, my dad used to say, if you want really strong hands, hang for trees with bits of rope, right? Hold on, like old, aye, not the rope you get now. Like, remember the old three ply Hessian rope? Okay. Right? Right? I'm not sure if we have the same stuff that. over here, but I might be able to. Yeah, yeah we might. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just like it looks almost like hemp rope. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And hang on to them, and so in my not wisdom, but in my head, I was like, right, if I make these handles thinner, it'll toughen my hands up. Right, right. So uh, that's why I got them made like that. And my blacksmith made made them for me, who's no longer with us now. Uh, God bless his soul, yeah. right? Uh, and he always believed in me as well, Dougie Reed. He always said, Brett, can I've seen you doing your dinners, man. It's amazing for the size of your loom. And that's how he spoke, right? Yeah. So he made them rings for me. And that was part of the plan, eh? Like, if you can get to... Because there's no doubt about it. You topping your hands up and... It's like it's a bit like like Kevin Ferris. I said, Kevin, he goes, I want to do open hand. I go, but what's the point, right? right? It's just something you've got to think about because it doesn't matter how good of a grip you've got. I mean, I can walk with my nickel stones without a hook grip, but there's no point in doing that because it's just something that you end up having to think about and then everything else goes to shit, right? right? Good, good point. So if yeah. you hook grip it, you never have to worry about your hands coming out unless they're sore. So it's one less thing to think about, right? right? And you, you do find that most of the people now will hook grip them, right, at the top. Because it's, it, it's it's why make something difficult, right? You've right. got to make it as easy as possible. I'll tell you, that's another thing I'd tell you, right? When I was lifting the dinner stones, I used to do back-to-back, you know, the flat end to flat end, yeah. right? And I did that about, oh, God, 150 times, say, right? <laughs> And then one day I went down to Denny's and somebody turned the big one round, right? And I just stood over and I picked it up and that corner came up with me and it was like like somebody who put two springs underneath the stones, right? And I, and I, and I, I kid you not, that day, that night, in front of my wee son, I picked him up 11 times, right? Wow. And I, and I, did, I just kept picking him up. I was like... I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? I kept saying, my son, is it, are they off? He's going, they're off. I was like, because it felt so weightless, right? And I was like, and the guy from the restaurant came out and goes, holy shit, i just seen you doing that a few times. What's happened to you? And I was like, what? I goes, and I did it again. I goes, but that was just one of those kind of moments you get in your life where, like a light bulb goes, you know right. what I mean? I'm not and I never... I never lifted him again flat to flat because the way I see it was why make things difficult for yourself when it can become easy, right? Sure. Yeah. Good point. So yeah. we, uh, I suppose back to nickel stones. And that's how the nickel stones came about because I got a phone call for Colin Bryce, right? Because yeah. he's actually friends with Charlie. And Charlie had actually told him about my stones and all that. But me and Charlie hadn't been in contact for a wee while due to circumstances. Not bad ones. And Colin asked me about it, and I thought, oh, Christ, what you want my little stones for? I mean, your boys are going to annihilate them, but how wrong was I? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, 
uh, I mean, to be fair to you lads, it was okay. They hadn't trained for them, but it just showed you that even big men can look mortal. Oh, right? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean. Yeah. For those people out there that don't know, Colin Bryce is one of the organizers of uh, the World's Strongest Man. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's actually he's one of the organizers of Giant Slide. Giant Slide. Pardon me. That's yeah. what I wanted to clarify. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's one of the guys that runs Giant Slide with Dan. I think he, it's him and Dan. Well, it's definitely Dan Sadler. There's no doubt about that. Okay. So they run the Giant Slide thing, which is a fantastic competition. I mean, it's it's well executed. It's they, they've done a good job in what they're doing. There's no doubt about that. Right, so but to see, even now, like I say, these guys having to train for it, they're still okay. I knew for a fact, right? I knew that once they got a hand of it, it was going to be twenty meters plus, right? Yeah. But even in the Royal Albert Hall, I won't mention some names, but they they didn't even get remotely to where I thought they'd get to. And okay, they said they haven't trained, hasn't done this and done that, but these are the elite of the world. Right. right, and they still didn't manage. I mean, a few meters up was it. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also great in the sense that that uh, how fitting is it that a couple of stones are from the same area as Donald Denny stones, and they've become this world famous nickel stone thing. They're not the heaviest in the world, but they're definitely the most awkward. There's no doubt about that oh, for yeah. walking with. Right. I think I mean, that's something that speaks to this community, right? You've said a lot of this stuff, sort of you had an idea, you were creating a training tool for yourself, and just by chance or by circumstance, they're now being featured on a world stage. So for anyone in our community that is hesitant to, uh, you know, create a, a testing stone or a stone of strength or um, a feat of strength to get on our map or to advertise in the local community, like just do it and put it out there. I'm not going to say, yeah. you know, not every every stone someone picks up and decides to create a, a turn to a lifting stone has a chance of becoming the nickel stones, but that doesn't mean you can't create something that could be meaningful to yourself or to other people in your community. A hundred, hundred, deal. Listen, 100%, I encourage everybody to do this. But to me, it's, it's like, what's the word I can look for? Let time be the judgment of what you're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, there's too many people that would like to be famous for doing nothing. Yeah, sure. Right? Doing a couple of lifts. Let your lifting do the talking. Let your, your the things that you're doing. Because, I mean, the more you lift, the more you go out there, the more people appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Right? There's no problem with that. I mean, look, I hope other people make other stones and, like, lifted stones and put it out there. Because, I mean, you've got, you can, you can have a stone and nobody gives a shit about it. Right? But you can have a stone that maybe just catches your eye. It sounds, my missus will say to me, how can a stone catch your eye? That's just a stone, you know? But <laughs> no, I, I know I'm a geologist. About. I'll tell you, there's lots of stones that catch my <laughs> eye. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like that. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. for, for, oh my God, I would say for 2008 to 2011, I would just, every pile of stones, in my, and it got to the point where I was getting local farmers for them Brett, I think I found your stone, right? Yeah. And I drive like 20 miles to go and look at his stone. It was like, no, nah, it's got a corner. And they would be upset. <laughs> be like, oh, well, I'll keep looking. And this people, just because they knew how obsessed I was about this whole thing, you know what I mean? I mean, finding, I mean, I, I've, I've got a many stone out there, which is a, it's only 137 kilos. 
but it's got to be one of the nicest looking boulders come smooth stone there is out there. I mean, it's like a mixture of uh, Castle Menti's uh, or uh, the Invert, just a bit bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's got the same difficulty. But then I've got guys coming here now that are putting that to the shoulder. It's like, holy Jesus, man. I mean, I don't think people will realise, like, okay, you boys are off the scale just now, especially you, David. You're just like, wow, it's amazing the speed at which you pick things up, man. Uh, and, I, and I have yeah. to commend you, by the way, David, right? The stone lifting at the moment is off the scale, Paul, right? And you Thank keep you. doing what you're doing because the more people see you, the more they realise how strong you actually are, right? I know how strong you are because I've got appreciation of lifting stones and know what it feels like to lift them, right? Sure, and Dale's not too far behind. He's only been at it a year. It's crazy <laughs> no, how fast he's progressed. No, I know, but you're, no. You know, you're, you're, there, there's one thing for sure, lads. You can, you can become strong, right? But nothing beats being born strong, right? Sure. Yeah. If, if, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it, but I am going to say it. I was born strong, sure. yeah. right? I was always strong at school. I was the smallest guy, but could throw everybody about Right, right, and I was known for that. I was known as being this little wee guy that could throw out the boot. You know, I was tiny, right. And I'm all serious, lads. I was until I was in my late twenties. I was only eleven and a half stone, twelve stone, thirteen stone. I wasn't a big guy whatsoever, right? It wasn't until I was in my late twenties, early thirties that, well, even in my early thirties, I was still twelve and a half, thirteen stone. Yeah. But I don't think as well that even the way I am now, okay, it does favour you a bit more because you've got this weight to ratio thing. There's yeah. no doubt about that, right? But like when like Mikey Brown, when I was about Mikey's weight, ninety stone, ninety kilograms, ninety five stone, I was strong like Mikey is. I'm not as strong as what Mikey is now because Mikey and Andy are just off the scale. Very you know? very strong boys. Yeah. Very oh, strong guys. Listen, uh, the are the most humblest, nicest guys ever, right? It's like my friend Jamie Duncan. He's another very, very strong stone. He seems like a very nice... He's very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Atlas Stone's not... He's off the scale. There's no doubt about that. I mean, many years ago, he did a 165 Atlas Stone when he was 100 kilos up to a plinth without tacky. Tackiness. Yeah, that's... At that time... Crazy squeeze. Aye, aye, amazing squeeze, David. Aye, yeah. But, yeah, so that's really basically, I suppose, the nickel stones, how it's... Bec- and, uh, but I will say one thing as well, lads. I actually thought that everybody would do better at the Royal Albert Hall than what they did, which was... It was good for the nickel stones, yeah. right? Yeah, for because, sure. Like, oh, because everybody's still at that 23, 24-metre thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly. So... But it is hard, no doubt about it. Very I mean, hard. Yeah. I, I commend anybody that wants to do this crazy sport. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I know you that know, the, the sort of where the nickel stones are now has in many ways, but you know, kind of come about by chance. But if you were to sort of think into the future about where you would like the nickel stones, the test the nickel stones to go, or how you would like it to be remembered, like what, 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 what would you say? <sighs> 
because we talked about the Denny Stones and you're lifting the Denny Stones being something that's sort of a legacy that you're trying to leave for your children and other lifters. But I mean, in many ways, you're doing the exact same thing with the Nickel Stones, right? That's your family's namesake that are now on a world stage. So, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how to how to answer that. To be honest with you, I do know that it's 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 that I've never followed through with anything in my life properly, right? I like I, I started this. I've done that, and I've never. I've always given up or should have went through with it and never done. But this stone thing, I've all I've went straight through with it, right? I've 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 like persevered with when when so many people around about me, family members, not due to being jealous, just due to being scared that I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'd have said, "Okay, I'll stop," but no, I'm not, right? I okay. I've slowed down a bit, but I'm away to do a stone tour in October up at Andy Crawford's way, and they're all massive stones as well. Where would I like... Oh, God, I don't know. Right, Sid, answer that question again. Where would I like it to work? Yeah, if you sort of think about the, the, the future of the nickel stones, like is there a... If you could map it, the, the, the future for the, for the nickel stones, where would you like them to end up? How would you like them to be remembered? I'd like them to be remembered is a proper strength challenge, right? And strength meaning not just as in power, but everything, endurance, fitness, grip, yeah. the whole thing. I, I, I just think that you could have stones that are heavier, right? But it doesn't look good because, I mean, I think when you get heavier stones, the point of grimacing to the point of letting them go is very quick, right? right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, that doesn't look like it's as much as it's a challenge, but I think with the comp, my, the weight of the nickel stones, it's just one of those things where it's not due to me, just due by chance that that weight that they are and the shapes that they are, people grimace for about ten feet, right? And the challenges, you know, you can see the fitness. I just hope that it goes down as like a real strong Scottish feat, you know, because yeah. it is a Scottish thing with the Denny Stones. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, I, and I think it's fitting that a local lad as well, like myself, who's I mean, brought up in this area. And, I mean, my missus's grandfather knew a guy that knew Donald Denny, right? Right. So The history is there. He knew, yeah. he knew about them as well. So And he loved me lifting him in. Like my nickel stones, thought it was amazing. I just hope that, that the whole story gets remembered, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not just somebody who made a couple of stones and put them out there. I actually had a journey with all this. Yeah, for right? sure. Well, hopefully this but, podcast will help, uh, you know, being able to hear you tell the whole story about them. Hopefully that will help as well. And because and, we've learned a lot about it and hopefully all those out there, whoever listens to this, they'll, they'll learn as well about this legacy you're leaving behind. Well, the thing is, David, you know, uh, life's a wonderful thing. And when you've got health, it's even better, yeah. right? So capitalize on your health. Right, capitalizing being strong, capitalizing making people happy, you know, helping people. I mean, manners cost you nothing, right? Right. They cost you, right. So to for me to be able to have us this, uh, I've had the odd comment, what a wonderful person Brett is, a you great are. person to be around. That touches me. It's like wow, he actually thought about saying that about me, which is amazing, right? So I'd like to hope that what I leave behind from my kids and all that. I just, I'd be remembered as a good bloke, right? 
and made up some good a good strength challenge with the nickel stones, oh. you know. And and the fact that it's come from the area where it all started, you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's something that's magical as well. That I mean, I've actually been. I think I know where the actual Denny Stones came from because I know where Donald Denny lived down the road here, and I know that him and his father went up the hill with a cart and trailer to get the stones, and his dad walked down with one and walked through the gate. I think I've seen that gate, and I, and if you see the stones behind this house, they all look like the Denny Stones, no right? Yeah, all that. Oh, and it's cool. like I'm standing there with my mate James Blackhall. It's like Jesus. It's like an eerie feeling. This. Do you think this is where he got it? And it's like, well, they're kind of similar shapes and stuff. I'm not saying it was, but you know, you just get this for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Little feeling. It's like, hmm, you know, there's the gate down there. His father said he walked through a stone and put it on the back of the trailer, right? It's like, well, there's a gate there, and it was up behind his house that he stayed in. So that's the house he stayed in. So it's that the gate down there. You're right. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. That is you know, too cool. It is cool. It is really cool. And, when I stand there with my mate 15 years ago, it was even cooler feeling then. It was like, I did a couple of whiskeys in ourselves and it was like, Jesus, get, this is quite spooky here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but we don't start. Yeah. Oh, sounds, I know, yeah. It sounds focus, focus, right? I know that. But you can't help the way you feel at the time. Oh, right? for sure. I believe it entirely. You, uh... Yeah, and it's like, and my friend had a, a vision of walking with him as well. And, I truly believe that he did do it as well, 100%, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that people will say, oh, uh, did he? It's like, well, yeah, I believe he did, you know? Yeah. I mean, Peter, Peter uh, Selden or Sendon, Sendon from uh, Australia, the math teacher, right? Okay. He did it in front of Brian Shaw and all that the day that they did it on the bridge. Now, Peter walked nine feet with them with no hook grip, right? Wow. Wow. Holy. And he's six foot two and weighed 17 and a half stone that day. And that was a day that I stood there and went, you know something, Dinny definitely did it then. Yeah. Right? Because that guy's the same size as Dinny. And Dinny had all these strength feats behind him. And here's Pete, a math teacher. Right? Yeah. Right. With no experience really of massive lifting stones and stuff, and they like Dinny, right? So, yeah, I do. I do truly believe he did it. I mean, do you know something, boys? I was close to walking with the weight, close, and that's just me, right? That's just me. I was very close, and I know people that have walked with the weight and that. So, yeah, I just, I just that question you've asked me, I'm. I'm pretty bewildered about that. Uh, oh, I think oh, you yeah. answered it well, oh, man. I, I think you, you did yeah. say something in that, though, that I want to I want to circle back on. You had said that, you know, you felt like throughout your life you haven't really followed through on things, and you also said that you hope that you know you're remembered as a kind person who treated people well. Something that you have very clearly followed through on is that kindness and treating people well and creating community around stone lifting because. Having, you know, being someone on the other side of the, the world and only having access to see what's happening through Instagram, even through those small snapshots, your event, The Gathering, um, it looked absolutely incredible. It looked like the best aspects of stone lifting 
occurring in the same place on the same day with people doing incredible feats of strength, uh, celebrating historical and non-historical stones, and then also supporting each other as a community, which was just such an amazing thing to see. And a lot of that comes through you and through Stevie Shanks. So yeah, well, I'll be very proud like, of that. I've not mentioned Stevie right often, right? Because Stevie, I was the first person in Scotland that Stevie reached out to, right? When he come to lift the Dennis Stones, right? So I've known Stevie before Abdi else knew, right? And I knew that, that when we went out with Stone Landing, him and Martin had mentioned about the gathering and all that. And Stevie took the wings of it and created this, it's, it's do the gathering, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there to help you. And I've been in it with him since the start, right? Mm-hmm. And then I came up with it, like, he's like, okay. And then I said, why don't we do a Stone Land comp? He's like, yeah, I've been thinking that as well. We came up with the events and it just took its wings. I mean, Stevie does a, a major... He, he he created the actual gathering, but I've been with him since the start, right? Yeah, right. I've helped him in the start, and we've got a good thing. I mean, Stevie will say to you as well that he, he has to deal with me, end of story, right? We're a good... We, we get on well, me and Steve, we're good pals, and it just works, right? It works, and I suppose with the combination of the nickel stones as well, to be honest with you, lads, sure. right? Yeah. It, it, it's drawn people, like... To it, right? Yeah. I mean, the nickel stones drew uh, Mark Felix up to Patark to try and break a record on him, right? Wow. But therefore, the Guinness Book of Records acknowledged Luke Stockman's record at the ISGF, which gave Luke a world record, and then Lawrence Charlie wanted to do them, and it's just been a knock-on effect. And then, and then, obviously, uh, Martin Liss is doing this strength unknown. Obviously, at some point, it was going to come to Scotland. I mean, he came to Scotland and I went round with him and took nine stones and took nine boy games and stuff like that. And because he was there, the Stockmans came down. So it's all just so cool. massive whirlpool. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It is, yeah. Right? And I've seen that Stockmans really enjoyed themselves being there, right? They they embraced being there, right? I could see that, you know? Uh, and it's just... I, th- I think the gathering... We'll never feed away from what we're doing at the gathering. It's always going to be at that level, yeah. right? Okay, next year, unannounced yet, we're going to have a bigger stone at the end because it's evolved. Sure. Right? The guys are getting stronger and yeah. they're getting bigger. So what we're going to do is I'm going to find about a 165, 168, and we're going to put it on at the end. Awesome. Remove the 100 and start from 115. And when the women come, we just move them. You know, vice versa. Yeah. But... I do think as well that the nickel stones yet again has helped the gathering get to where it is as well. As much as the, the dinner lifting, I think the, ga- the gathering's evolved as well, right, to this natural stone lifting competition, right, which it's a bit primeval, is it? People want to do it. Oh, yeah, it's it's it is, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a bit of that thing. It's like, okay, you can lift an atlas stone fair enough. You can stick tacky on it and all that. But there's just something I'm pretty primeval about actually getting a natural stone that weighs a ton, sticking it in a field and getting asked to somebody to put it up in a barrel, right? Yeah. Because I I personally feel that strong man's went away from that, right? That everything's so fixed, like you've got your deadlift now, you've got your Viking press. It's all fixed implements. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's come away from what strong man personally myself should be. Right? Whatever happened to pulling the boat up a jetty? Right? Right, yeah, yeah, yes. To pulling down the straw or or like when Kazmaier had like 
ten women in a cage. You know, right. people can, you know, people can relate to that. You sure. know, they, you look at seven women inside a cage, and it's like, holy shit, he's just went up and down like it's nothing. Sure. Right? Yeah. Or or pulling a boat up a jetty and stuff. I just think that I personally think that like the gathering, what you boys are going to do, other comps are doing, you need to get that back because all the people in the audience, they were completely aware of the size of these stones, yeah. right? And yet I even heard people and women and men in the audience say, my God, that laddie's in a way to lift up things because they look heavy, sure, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I'll watch The World's Strongest Man with my missus and, like, there's that 730 pound deadlift. It's the two big, massive black things. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I'll say to my missus, oh, 730 pounds. She's like, right. She's no clue. Right. Right. They just look like, but yeah, if if there were two ambles, everybody knows an amble's heavy. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? Or two motorbikes on either side. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. I just think, yeah. I just, I just hope that, I mean, the gathering this year was. It's, it's mental because every year it just gets better, right? And we don't expect it to, but this year was just like, it, it had some atmosphere, lads, honestly. It looked it like amazing. it. It looked incredible. Yeah, it was. I mean, I hope that one day you boys come over. Right? I really hope we yeah. can. It would be a privilege yeah. to see it and hopefully compete in it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you, you would definitely get a chance to compete in it, David. That I can guarantee you, Paul. Right? right on. I, it, it would be amazing for you to come and do it, right? It would, and I, I would get your place in that, Paul. Even well, Stevie would agree with me there, no problem. You know, because I mean, this whole stone thing just now it brings people together. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sure does. You know? Yeah, it's just I, I feel at the moment it's it's got it's like the nickel stones. They're not about Brett Nickel anymore, right? They're not about me anymore. They're about Scotland, right? Yeah. They're about lifting stones for the world if you know what I mean it's like okay it's great my name's on it and I think it's fantastic and the story behind it it's not like I just made a couple of stones and said here use them there was substance behind them for sure to begin with. you know my journey and trying to do what I was doing so that makes it all better as well it's like what you boys are doing right you created that little place you've got with all the stones and all that right and up into your wood and all that sort of thing as time progresses, that'll become more natural looking, right? Yeah. Become this thing where people want to go and do it, right? I hope so. Because I know yeah. that I take people back here, and lately, some people have took back here. You can see they're almost like starstruck seeing my nickel stones. Yeah, I right? felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, I know, but I'll be honest with you, it's, sure? it's quite humble, and it's like, what is that them there? It's like, yeah, it's like, Sorry if I pick him up. It's like, yeah, you go. Are you sure? It's like, yeah. All right, okay. You can see they're just like, holy shit. Here we go. You know, that's just a magical thing to be able to create that for people, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's magical that you're able to do that, create this thing that everybody just so, like, not idolises, but uh, what's the word I can use? They admire it, for sure. Admire it. Yeah, that's it. Admire it so much, you know. And I think with me lifting the dinner stones, as much as my heart, it gives you a bit more credibility as well. And the fact that I can walk with my stones and they bother as well. And okay, this is another thing. A lot of people say to me, oh, but you can walk with them. I don't walk with them all the time. No, I don't. I, I, in the videos you see me walking my nickel stones is when I'm walking them, 
I don't go out there and walk them every week or anything like that. No chance. Sure, yeah, you'd be beat up too much. Yeah. It's impossible, right? <laughs> impossible. I mean, I before the last stone show we did, I did five stone lifting sessions. I was at five. But that's all I need to do to lift the things that I want to lift. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, I never went near the Arvillic, right? Didn't bother. It's like, no, we're not going on the stone tour for me to lift that to my lap. No chance. Where that Arvillic was to showcase you boys, right? You know, to let Martin, Lysis and Romark and that see the other side of stone lifting in Scotland. There is some major strong boys out there. There right? is. Yeah. Right. And they're not big guys either, right? And that's what I really wanted to... I hope that comes forward in the video as well when they come to do it, right? I really, really hope that that's put in there, right? Because these boys all work really hard for this. You know what I mean? Sure. As you do. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? I just I just hope that one day you'll be remembered as... Not, not, I shouldn't say a pioneer, I suppose. No, I'm trying to think. Just somebody that... And, propelled it more yeah you know what I mean and that, that you have yeah yeah absolutely to propel it more because I know in my area I definitely relit the Denny Stones <laughs> I know that I, I do know that in the heart of my hearts that I put fire in people around here again with being able to do what I did in 2010 2011 when I was lifting them to my best then as I am now I think yeah I don't know how you get any better than how you're lifting them now Brett yeah, well, I, 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 made a, I know I've made a lot of people, older gentlemen around here, very proud. I know that. Mm-hmm. They aren't necessarily with us anymore because I think a lot of the gentlemen around here were looking for somebody, it sounds corny, this, looking for somebody like me in the area to do it so easily, sure. right? Mm-hmm. I, I think they, they did appreciate the fact that I was doing it as much as I was in doing it. But, I mean, like we said earlier on, it's muscle memory, yeah? Yeah, I think part of their excitement might be to seeing someone like you who has respect for the stones as well as respect for the people coming to lift the stones pick up the mantle and make sure that the celebration and, and you know, the, the feat of strength surrounding lifting the Dinny stones is not something that's going to fizzle out. If anything, since your involvement, it has gone through the roof. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've helped so many people. It's... It's, I can't even start to people that have come here to train. Like, do you know what? I wish I had that, right? Because, right. I mean, when I was trying to lift the Dinny Stones, I mean, a laddie that lifted them that I knew, he had no training method. He just did what I did. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of granite lentils out there that I tied bits of rope around and was just lifting them off the ground, right? Yeah. And I knew with Jim Spleen's picture and Jack Chan's picture, that you had to lift them like in a startle form because side by side was even known about that. Just when even people didn't even think about it, right? Even though in my area people said that you walked them, right? But picking them up—that's how the pictures were. Picking them up was all in straddle, mm-hmm. right? So you know, I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's great what everybody's doing. I think I just hope to be remembered as somebody who was really good at lifting them, right? That's what I hope, right? Yeah, and I know I do know I'm, I'm without sounding like a Jake. I am quick at straddle on them. There's no doubt about that. It's 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 spontaneous for me when I'm on form. There's no hesitation whatsoever. You know, they're just off the ground, which 
it's come with time and effort, so lads. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Just the more you do things, it looks, you, you, David, of all people, I've seen your, I've watched your journey, man, right? I've seen your journey. And Dale, I haven't seen much of your videos, to be honest with you, but I've seen David's, and I've seen how much you've progressed. And that's just with time and effort, man. Sure. Right. Yeah, we, we love it. And, and you know what, as we wrap up here, Brett, I just want to thank you on the record here because when I reached out to you, well, it was well over a year ago now when we were decided to get the trip to Scotland planned, you were just so welcoming and open and, and it meant a lot that, you know, I could just reach out and chat with you. And so you've been a big part of my journey. So thank you for being so open to everyone in this community and helping progress it. And I don't know. You, you've been a big part of my adventure in this so far, so thank you for everything. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. Listen, guys, the, the adventure has just started. Right? That's right. Yeah, it's the for sure. Just started, right? That's very the, true. Not, Good point. It's not the vibe away from the picture here, right? My journey's just started. It's changed another chapter again. Absolutely. Right? It's went to this other bit where it's 500, so does it go to 600? It does. No, no. Oh, yeah, it does. Right. We're it looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're looking forward to you seeing it. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, that's the way I see it. It's like, well, 500. I think, to be fair to you lads, it sounds corny as it is. If I get to the 500, well, that's it done, is it? It's that, I think, with that Eddie Hall 500 deadlift, that number in everybody's head now is just a done number. Do you know what I mean? It's a benchmark, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of my friends said it to me when I was at 460, when you reach a 500, pal, that's it. That's history. Just ban. Right? It's 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 unbeatable. It's undoable again. Because even if you wanted to do it and they were open to the public, you've only got 15 lifts, right, and your hands get busted, no matter what, right, no matter how tough your hands are. So you'd have to do that about 20 times to get to my record. And yeah. I don't think anybody's going to want to bust our hands 20 times to do it. No, like, <laughs> probably not. You know I think I mean? that's safe with you, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it's it's great and it's fitting that, look, in, in any million years did I ever think I'd be sitting, speaking to a couple of guys like yourself, halfway around the world, talking about stones. Did you, awesome. did you actually foresee this no. five years ago? No, I didn't foresee it one year ago. Yeah. Yeah, just Dale and had the, the idea. But you've already met and spoken to. Yeah. Like Ryan Stewart and all that. I mean, that guy just keeps going. Yes, yeah. he's an animal. Yeah, no. he is. And I like his enthusiasm. I like what he's doing. That's Sean Urquhart. Is it Sean Urquhart? Is That's it that right. Name? He's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a big, strong dude, right? Yeah. And loves lifting stones, right? Yeah. And then you get over here, you've got likes of myself and countless people over here. And then now we've got just the whole planet looking at it and hopefully yeah. as well with... Marty's list is his strength unknown. It's it's going to be open to another heap of people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The For doors sure. keep opening. Yeah. I think one thing just before you, yeah, and close, like yeah. the community yeah, keeps yeah. getting bigger, but keeps getting, I think, more and more connected. So it, yeah. it's just such a, it's such a neat thing to happen that, you know, these sort of degrees of separation between people on the other side of the, the globe sort of are, um, you know, they're, they're 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 disappearing by way of st of stone lifting. So someone that you may yeah, never ever expect to encounter in your entire life, you're connecting with because you share a passion about lifting stones. For sure. All right, and, and I know I, I, before you wrap up as well, what I'd like for you, for everybody to know as well is that, like we, I've got a hundred kilo stone out here, and I've I've got two 
people that I've had that have come here can only lift up, but it's still amazing. Yeah. Right? It's like you boys, you, you've got to have stones that are like to, accessible to get other people involved in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Lots of small Let ones. Yeah. Have this feeling of weight in their hands, right? You know, it's not all about the 175 kilos or the 250 kilo stone or blah, blah, blah. It's like, whoa, whoa, lads here, right? It's about bringing a community together of people of different strengths and size. Look, when I was at that stone tour, I was the weakest link, right, hmm. out the law. But it didn't discourage me. Good. Right? It didn't discourage me at all because I still felt like I did good lifts that day for me. Absolutely. And it was, That's what it's about. It, That's absolutely what it, it's it was about. A, it was an egoless day. There was no egos there at all, right? And that's what I love. I love that feeling of being around a heap of storm blokes and it's just a challenge to ourselves, you know? And that's what we need to put forward to everybody here, lads, that storm lifting in the community is about a challenge to yourself, right? Definitely. It's, and it's, it's not so much about the lifting of the stone, it's the people you meet. Sure. And what they Couldn't agree more. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much for your time, Brad. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be so kind as to leave the show a review and then follow us over on Instagram at stonesofstrength underscore podcast.